Alma Pictures and Bigger Street Media present Second Z's Cube with your hosts Ayahadi, Johnny Pinar, and Allison Weaver. Second Z's is a podcast dedicated to celebrating performing arts and inspiring the next generation of creatives. We hope you enjoyed the show. Welcome back to another episode of Second Z's with everyone. And this is the beginning of season three of Second Z's Cubed. And this, of course, is a production with Baker Street and Alma Pictures. And we are very happy to our producers and everyone else who helps with this lovely pod. And especially to um, Johnny and Aya for joining me for another round of Second Z's. And we have a lot of great content for you all this year. Really excited to be starting off the year with something that is super close to me, which is a great poem by one of the greatest poets in Bolivia, Eduardo Mitre. And uh, hey, we are going to be talking about his poem, Con la Lengua. And um, this poem is especially meaningful to me, especially because I lived in Bolivia for some time. And I want to just dedicate this podcast episode to everyone in Santa Cruz de la Sierra. And so that's for para todos ustedes, porque yo extraño a mi Bolivia. And so I will uh, firstly do us all the favor to read the poem, sharing with everyone and experiencing this all with you guys. So <clears throat> here is the poem. Con la lengua de Eduardo Mitre. Deseo escribir una loa en honor de tu sexo. Nido oculto entre la fronda y las lomas de tu cuerpo. Abro el diccionario de la lengua española. Suavemente mis dedos separan sus sabias hojas. Leo, releo y tras una pausa, transcribo al pie de la letra. Adufa, plancha. Compuerta, para cortar el paso del agua. Rola. Rola, segundo vertículo de las flores completas. Brasa, carbón, encendido, rojo, por la total incandescencia. Salto, chispeante a la seta. Zaguán, espacio cubierto, situado dentro de una casa y que sirve de entrada a ella. So that is the poem of... Eduardo Mitre. And, um, oh. Eduardo, Eduardo was getting going. Eduardo has it going on. Anyway, I gotta, I gotta say, um, if you don't mind, go ahead. That's a little creepy, personally. <laughs> no, obviously, I cannot comment because, you know, of, of where I am in the physiological being. But I, I'm very interested to find out how that uh, poem plays out for a woman. Yeah, you will hear it because he is doing, um, it's a different, it's one of the, it's in the old style. So we'll talk about the old style of this. Sure. But let me give you a background on him. 
he was born in Oruro in Bolivia in 1943, and they moved to Cochabamba. And he did his school there and graduated in law, which I think is very interesting, at the University of San Simón. And then he did his postgraduate degree in literature in France. And then he did a doctorate at the University of Pittsburgh, actually. Um, so he was also a professor at Columbia University and also Dartmouth and St. John's. So he has had a lot of different kinds of um, poems and works that, of literature that he has done. And he has a lot, a lot, a lot of poetry. This one is just one of the poems that that uh, a lot of people learn in school. Um, and it's one of his more well-known ones. And he has other poems like um, La Luz del Regreso, um, Líneas del Otoño, and many, many others, which have a lot of different themes. A lot of his themes will be like about love or about life or about um, about uh, just the difficulties of things. Um, but he has very kind of a natural, natural flow in his poems and always has like two and three and four and five different kinds of meanings. Um, and his poetry has been translated a lot into French, by the way. And I think another thing that's interesting about him is just um, the fact that he is from Bolivia and had such a huge impact on the world of modern poetry in Spanish, uh, actually, which is pretty cool. But it's really hard to translate this poem into English because some of the imagery or things don't really translate very well into English and they sound really weird. So if you are an English speaker and you use something like a translator or you try to understand the the English version just by literally translating, it doesn't really work so well. So <laughs> that is just for the disclaimer on the for the audience. Decencies apply. Exactly. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 I have to say this with the broadcast. The Terms and conditions do apply to this poetry, and yeah. these may not necessarily reflect the opinion of the author. Nothing Thank you very much. In the content reflect <laughs> the belief of the company. Exactly. Enjoy your show. <laughs> this may or may not have happened no, in look, real life. I really, look, I really like this. First of all, I like it. Why? Because he is such a quiet man. And these are the ones, of course, the quiet men. Now, there was a time of love. There was once a time. There was once a time of love. You see? The the lover was... was, was uh, Highly sought after, as you can imagine, because I don't think there were many around. <laughs> but those that had the sensitivity to venture to love, to, 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 to begin to understand love, to begin to understand relations with, with another and, and how to give the ultimate in compassion and that, that in love and um, how to be able to love what is the goddess when it falls off pedestal to be able to put it back all these things <laughs> I found it interesting that he takes the book 
takes a book and, and, and quite un, unabashedly, quite flexed it right up the top. Okay, let's get down. You know? It's so great that he totally just takes the dictionary. All right, let's take it. Let's take Kanalingua, and it's like I I will read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica into your fufu. How's that, baby? Let's go. (laughs) I don't think that's what he was going at. I think he was taking us on a on a a little segue there, because the the Kanalingua that he is talking of. It is the intimacy, is what I felt. He brought yeah. the ultimate intimacy and vulnerability, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, tone to the poem immediately by bringing it to and alluding to how when he opens that book, it it it, it is extremely sexy the way. It mm-hmm. Could be seen as creepy if you so wish, but then you're a creep. It's the <laughs> point being is that the way he handles it, he does handle it, and it is slightly period. Let's remember that these days things are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of wham bam, you know, and all that. Don't get romantic with me. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he brought a romance into how he experiences a book. Mm-hmm. And he experiences, from what I understand, the book, the way he experiences his lover. You know? Mm-hmm. He, he speaks of that delicate, the way, the delicate way he passes the, 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 the pages. He places mm-hmm. it in a place that almost makes you go, oh! <laughs> 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 it's like, oh! 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 oh. He opened the book. Oh! <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It's like, he does it with such a beautiful use of 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 like you know of, of uh, meter and and word, mm-hmm. and, and, and it does that and slipping the hand in, slipping the fingers into that book to the to those pages. Oh, it's all very very alluding too, but with sensitivity and dignity, he does so. Mm. And what he does is he's alluding into the book. Being his, let's say, his, his, his lover, and how he embarked with his lover to the extent that the, 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 the words that are on the page, what he, he, he takes it on his tongue as he would take the taste of his lover, on his mm-hmm. tongue, which tells him everything about that, that, so that, that, that love, that lover that you're with. Is once again ultimate vulnerability, and yeah, um, uh, he he enters there. He enters he enters a book, and this I like as well. He doesn't read a book. He doesn't conquer a book. He doesn't take it over. <laughs> you can't take over the dictionary, for example. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You see, he he like he, he approaches the what he reads as, as he approaches this 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 reading as. Not something that one just barges into with the indignity and and thoughts mm-hmm. like kind of you know mannerism. One answers it with the absolute silence and humility and gentleness that you would enter into the bed of your lover, and mm-hmm. and the way that every it is held with such 
divine line of gentleness, no fast moves. And, and he comes to the book and he places the book, I wouldn't say veneration, no. All it is is he approaches it not as a conqueror, he approaches it as the humble lover. Mm. Mm -hmm. The humble lover, may I be allowed into your boudoir. Yeah, it makes it very sensorial. And in doing that, in, in the very simplicity, none of his words are outrageous at all. And yet, he creates such a wonderfully, I'm not saying outrageous, but sumptuous, <laughs> rich, <laughs> yeah. rich, yeah. very sumptuous and rich. And, and, and immediately the, the, the mind is filled with what is all that, that the universe has to offer. Mm. Taken uh, in 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 everything just becomes so much more, you know. It's like mm -hmm. wow, you know, um, and and like then to learn but in his learning, every path that he learns is on his tongue. Mm -hmm. on his tongue, he tastes the words. Now, what better way to read a book and be able to have the fortune to be to be invited into a book or into any writing? Mm -hmm. That writing itself enters you. It becomes tactile. It becomes sensitive. Yes. It becomes oh, a, not a book that you read with your eyes and critique and do whatever you do. It takes you, and you enter into a divine. I could say dance, but it's not correct. The divine affair. I say oh, that was poetic, Johnny. <laughs> in the most beautiful way, I'd say that. Uh, you know, please, let's not let the, the, the smut of the world. <laughs> we, you know, there is. No, this is, this is better than, this is like better than. Romance that exists. And romance does not have to always apply to people. Romance implies. To a book. Life, yeah. Romance mm -hmm. can apply to a beautiful, like, field of wildflowers. Romance. Mm -hmm. can, all these things are romance. And it doesn't always have to have two people present. I mean, two's nice. It's a very nice thing. Fine. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. But, um, you know, hey, on your own, it's pretty good. Actually, on your own, <laughs> so, somehow in the privacy of being self, and and he alludes also to the fact that uh, one can never relate the experience of, of the soul in any given moment. It's not a, it's not a photo. It's not a photograph. Right. Uh, you yeah. It is, you cannot tell someone it will be relating. You cannot impart it on someone. It is yours personally, and in in that personal comes that wonderful feeling of safety for. In that moment, there is the feeling of a personal contact with the divine. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, elevating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. kind of I, I agree. I, I, got, I got that, you know. You are like, you are blown away to the next uh, century. I like it. You know, I like that. Yeah. Very much. That's good. Thank you.
It's, it's like you don't see much of it. In fact, very little. It's not none. Um, poetry that brings in the senses, uh, brings in our most ultimate senses. Um, uh, yeah. You want to, to be, even though a person might feel that they are being in privacy reading a book, this is not true. The book is <laughs> brought true. in as your, as your adventure, and it is true it is your lover. And it is true it is your partner. And it is true that it is your educator for that time. Because I, I, we are so used to, you take the book, you open the book, bam, bam, skip, or the epilogue, bam, 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 skip, we skip to one, scan, scan, scan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fast because, way to you know, read. We treat our books, we treat our books. And I've always been the one that, like, you know, you treat the book the best way you can. You know, you treat the book with gentleness and, and, and you know what I mean? You don't mm. spit on it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? You don't them, get it wet. Yeah. Let, them fall, let them fall naturally, you know, and open themselves up to you. Mm. Don't, you don't crack the spine. Yeah. Don't crack the spine. Yes. Right. Sure that. You better say it. Say it. <laughs> yes. So, Aya, what do you think? What do you have to add to this poetic? <laughs> the first first thing don't crack the spine win yeah <laughs> applause that was a 10 out of 10 answer <laughs> uh, but, uh, that is courtesy of the discourse that's been happening over the years on booktube and like all the online book discussion spaces um uh you know cracking the spine and dog earring and all those things are very hot buttons of discussion hot in buttons. those arenas <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wouldn't know i just read books i don't go on these <laughs> book yeah, no, no, I, I used to i used to and it was it, it was a wild ride I, I, you know what i feel like the people on that space would have a lot of thoughts about this poem <laughs> i'm sure they would i won't stir up the rat's nest anyway um so first off i was like super excited when i found out that we were going to bolivia i've had like a soft spot in my heart for it um, yeah. i met a wonderful human being back in my uni days um from Bolivia and you know the way she would always talk about the country and like her love and admiration for the culture um and like you know even on online spaces whenever she'd share pictures from her trips to Bolivia it, it felt like a very beautiful country mm -hmm. that's just been um under the radar for so long and like true yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't really hear much about it beyond certain political, um, you know, religions. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I think like the wonderful thing about this project that we're doing is that like we're kind of peeling the layers and, you know, enjoying countries for who and like what they are, what, what makes up a country, the people, the culture, the heritage, um, that type of thing. And um you know, I think it's a wonderful opportunity for people to broaden their horizons and kind of expand beyond just mere borders. Because like Bolivia is a beautiful, beautiful country. So many, like so much biodiversity, mm -hmm. so many different types of landscapes, so so much history in that 
one country, like dating back so many, many years ago. Um, so I think it's always important to show appreciation and admiration for cultures all across the world. And Bolivia is definitely no different to that. So mm. just a moment, an, another moment of appreciation for Bolivia. <laughs> uh, we are doing the Olympics, silence them, <laughs> except we're doing the Olympics <laughs> of countries and territories. So we try not to, <laughs> to leave too many people out. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what I am not a Spanish speaker. I will put that out that's from okay. the get-go. Yeah, I do not speak Spanish. I'm sorry I, did I didn't translate it for you earlier, but whatever. We can hear what you got out of it for now. <laughs> I used Google Translate because okay. I could not find a translation of this poem. Oh like, no. I tried, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I tried searching. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um I tried searching for it. So then I'm like, I'm just going to use Google Translate and keep in mind that Google Translate, like, <laughs> uh, you know, Google Translate is Google Translate for it's all funny. the, you know, multilingual speakers out there. <laughs> Who know? Um, but I enjoyed listening to the poem. Um, I think he read it beautifully. I think Spanish is similar to Arabic in the sense it's a very romantic language oh, and yes. it's just meant for poetry. Like uh-huh. just listen to the poetry being read and it could be about a skunk and, you know, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, wow, that was beautiful, right? Just the rolling of the letters and, and the musicality of the language just really gives life to poetry so i was listening to it i'm like he could be talking about a skunk for all i know but it sounds beautiful um and then i i did the google template and um i kept on reading and rereading it um and i i could choose to read it in a certain way so we could talk about yeah. Zorillo. What, what is it called? Zorillo. Zorillo? Zorillo, yeah. It's a, that's oh, the skunk. Wow. Oh, I just said see, it with it an Argentine accent, though. <laughs> 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 She'll be saying Zorillo to her kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, that sounds much prettier me? than skunk. Go ahead, Johnny. Unfold. What is the unfold? What's it called? Con la lengua. Con la lengua, with the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, con la lengua. Thank you. Yeah, con la lengua. Con la lengua. Anyway. Yeah. See, much prettier word than skunk. I rest my case. You know, this actually sounds like one of those opportunities when, as a kid, you teach, like, English speakers like oh yeah say this word and it means you know beautiful but in reality it means something not so nice (laughs) um so I could read it in one way and that is like very much like internet has um you know just seeped too hard in the way I read things type of way Uh it's a mix it's a mixture of that and like the Google Translate, but I'm not going to do that um, <laughs> because it left me feeling a little perturbed. I'm sure. <laughs> a little unsettled. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to, you know, read it another way. Um, 
I can like the the appreciation and love for literature I think is really showcased through this poem you know of course Mm -hmm. it's like a metaphor for um his love um but you can also tell that language and literature is also you know one of his loves and you know that's also evident in his um career as an academic I thought it's so wild that he's just like up north you know just teaching away in St. John's University up in New York I think that's really really wild um side note I looked up his profile on ratemyprofessors.com so oh no that's also biased but Um, no, it's just funny because it just makes him feel like more real to me instead of this detached, you know, literary oh, figure. <laughs> what did they um, say on it? <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's like one review from May of last year and then there's like a gap of three years and then uh, like a bunch of reviews in 2019. The 2019 reviews were all great, you know. Um, just saying that it's a really good class. Um, he's a really good professor. And if you put in the work, you'll, you know, be rewarded Please. type of thing. Right, my professor is what I call the crybaby central station of the internet for <laughs> academia. Yeah, so most of them are good. There are just like a couple of uh, sour. Um, sour grapes. <laughs> yeah, sour grapes. But <laughs> the other one's really good. It's just funny that it just sort of humanizes him a little bit more (laughs) you know he too has to deal with websites like Um, (laughs) ratemyprofessor.com but the only reason I bring up ratemyprofessor.com because again it was like another way of like telling that it shows how much he appreciates language and literature um which goes back to my original point that I feel like partially this this poem is an ode to that love of his, which, you know, one could argue might be his first love. Um, You know, when you like just the way he walks you through the process of looking up things in the dictionary, which like for most of us is such a mundane activity. I remember when they were teaching us how to use a dictionary in like Mm. the third grade and it was just, torture but he manages to turn it into like this beautiful um evocative and um like intriguing journey like you know what what will pop up next to me and like just the words that he lands on Mm -hmm. even in english the words that he chooses are really beautiful right Mm. uh like they they sound beautiful that's what i mean Mm -hmm. um like you know the ember um and then uh this the corona um that, that's not english but it's beautiful i had to look it up because google translated and did failed in that area um then you know just like his journey moving through that dictionary mm. as like a bibliophile it's it really touched something in me yeah um, but you know, just I, yeah. Google Translate could not hide how masterful he is with thankfully. Language. <laughs> yeah, which, no, I think which a is huge. That's a big. That's a big feat, actually. 
it is a big feat because like like I said, most people know, especially multilingual speakers, Google Translate can be comically bad. At, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a funny story for bad. you, but that's later. Yes, please. Yeah. So just in conclusion, even Google Translate couldn't hide or, you know, um, block people from seeing how much of it, like the the grasp he has over language mm. and the beauty of his writing, which again I think is a huge testament to his skill and um, his uh, artistry. But please, yeah, share <laughs> share your funny Google. Translate I will later, but I, I want to share the. I want to share what I thought about this poem first. Oh, so right. So um, there's a there's a whole lot of culture. Like, if you're thinking about this in a certain way, dear audience, you are missing the point. Because, <laughs> first of all, when he says, Deseo escribir una loa, a loa is like a loud. So it's like, uh, like the highest praise of something, la loa. And if you actually... Let's go to to the dictionary of the Real Academia Española, and then I will show you, audience. <laughs> Ray. Ray is my good friend. <laughs> Ray, or, well, Ray, we used to call Ray and Ray when I was in school, but um, <laughs> look it up in the Ray. But Loa. Sorry, why don't you just give me his name quickly? Oh, Eduardo Mitri. Is Thank the you. artist. Yeah. So Loa in the Diccionario de la Lengua Española, it's the action effect of Loar, which is praise, elegy, um, and other similar words. So there's like, and it's also about a dramatic poem or a brief extension that celebrates allegorically um, using the common, a person, illustrious person, or a Faustic um, story. And in the, the classical theater, it's a prologue or an introduction to the character, for example. And also, it's in the the age of gold, the golden age. Uh, it's a short dramatic piece that represents the introduction to a work. So that's there's something there is that's very important for the for the uh, for the reader because the synonyms the synonyms are very uh, significant, I think, to the to the audience. So it's like an introduction, which is something that I think the the um, audience should know. Is a low up. It's not just so loud. It's like when you're introducing your character, your hero character. So a comium would be another thing. Um. So this is like a very like very powerful introduction. He's like, I'm going to script to write you a loa. It's like, well, good grief. Like, you're writing me a, like, whoever this person is or this dictionary, you're writing a law. 
with this book. You're writing a law to this book. That's crazy. Like it's a heroic, like uh, uh, a celebrated person, like a illustrious or celebrated person. That's what I mean. Not hero necessarily, but a celebrated person. So then he goes and he's like, okay, no nora de no de tus textos. So it's like, it's like, okay, so first of all, like, this is allowed to you, your whole, not just your physical, not just the, not just the nido, as they say, you're not just the nest of the person, but also like their whole entire person. Like, because uh, in this sense, this is not just the physical anatomy. So not just a genetic anatomy. So it's very interesting because he's he's like, listen, I'm going to like totally like loud the heck out of you, literature. Firstly, he's he's louding the book, literature, the the reading process of reading a book, but also he is also giving a side to his lover, an aside. So it's like that. That's how I interpret it anyway. And then, like, he's. He is he's like exploring the mind as well. So it's not like he's exploring just the the the, the anatomy of his lover. He's exploring the mind. So for example, when he says suavemente mis dedos separan sus sabios hojas, it's like he's exploring the mind, not just like everyone's like, oh, but you know that's not it. They're just exploring the body. Oh my god! I'm like, no, that's literally you're so simplistic if you think like this. <laughs> Like it's not just this because in Spanish we have two and three meanings for things, so you will know it's like a holistic, not just a minimalistic thing. Um, and another one is like Leo de Leo tras una pausa So when he's talking, when he first goes to like I'm reading and I'm rereading, it's like when you get to know someone for the depth of themselves, just like going deeper and you're starting to try to understand someone try to understand the person and then of course within a book which is his other deepest love he's thinking about how he will read and really read and reread and i do this all the time with certain books um and then he then he goes to his 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 um his different definitions that he looks at so when he goes to these different definitions, like you can t think about it from like, yeah, okay, like this is like you describing this like in a sensual way. Well, fine. But actually, I think he's getting caught up in the literature thing. So he's like first starting out to loud his lover, but then he starts getting all caught up in literature land and starts to loud the book <laughs> at the end, like a lot and 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 reading and the art of poetry and the art of of creating beauty beautiful words and works with words and i think that's what makes me really really excited but every time i read it i'm like wow he really does love this like he loves uh, the art of literature he loves the art of poetry he loves the art of writing and to a point where he's like he like completely like transitions over to this. Like you can still like have double entendre and triple entendre in, in Spanish with what he writes. But at the same time, it's like he changes the gears. He just flips over to this whole other side, which is like, I love reading guys. Check out how awesome it is. And this is, this is awesome. <laughs> 
doesn't everyone want to be a nerd? Like it feels like a nerd's elegy to a book, but it, I think it is in some ways. And then, yeah, eulogy. I mean, elegy, not eulogy. What am I thinking? El- eulogy, <laughs> elegy. <laughs> ah, brain. So basically, I love that because you can read it however you want to read it. That's like what the audience can do. They can read it from whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like to see it from the fact that he's completely enamored with with writing, with with art, with literature. And that's super cool. And I think the last thing I wanted to to comment about the piece is that lately I've been thinking about how it's very important for me to read and to stay reading books and just for my own mind. Like I feel very like I feel very dull if I haven't read for a while, actually. And then I'm like, why do I feel dull right now? Oh, I haven't read a book recently. So I've been reading every day more consistently. And so the just reading, letting the 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 words just come and spending time, just like Johnny was saying, with 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 the world of literature. And I feel like I think it's a part that's natural to us to explore this way. And I think the brain enjoys. But um, let's see if I can find this. As we do on the usually as well, I will write us a poem for our time while you guys continue to comment about this piece. So um, it's poetry time. Thank yes. you. Uh, I don't I, know, I, I, that I'm the only one who found this piece uh, um, juicy. Oh no, uh, I did too, but I'm reading it three ways. I think, I so think I'm, I'm reading it the literal, yeah, the yeah, figurative yeah. one, and figurative two. But the choice he makes is a dangerous choice. Mm-hmm. I think about it because take a man in that position, he takes himself all the way up there, right? He does all these wonderful things. Then he writes kind of lingua. You know, because yeah. that's that that could be the goat, you know. Um, it's like he's done all the beautiful things, he comes with kind of lingua and oh, there goes his reputation. And yet not, because he does it so elegantly. And yet in that elegance I, I did I must admit I found it very sexy. It was sexy without him trying to be sexy. And and on the intellectual level, he took what is automatically, if you go anywhere near, a, a brief insinuation of um, certain body parts. You know, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. So, like, the moment you go there, like, everything in the mind seems to degrade generally with, uh, with those that listen, read, or watch. And and he was able to guide the reader or the, the listener. He was able to guide very nicely how he enters this book, how he enters literature, how he enters reading, how he enters and honors. You know, and it's probably the most sensorial um, reading and the most sensorial poem that um, is done in the in, in such diverse intellectual levels that mm. can leave you thinking for a long time because you're looking at like the power of the word 
you just take a single, single, like little, like consonant for me. You know, a, a consonant can like swing a thing completely. It's the reverence. I must say, I, I'm not a great fan of reverence, but I did find that he answered that with such reverence, mm-hmm. delicacy, delicacy, reverence. Um, it, it gave me the image, the absolute image of all. Oh, all desire. Um, you know, to be able to take that love, one of what you love, and to be holding it like it is so delicate because it is so perfect, it is so beautiful. You don't want to damage a thing. You don't want to, you know? Mm-hmm. Your movements are, seem to be guided, but at the same time, slow. That's why I love the thing of like he slides his fingers into the into the pages. Uh, I thought that's like wow. Or ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost done with this, so you guys can hear this soon. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just finishing writing this poem <laughs> for you. Aya's alive. What do you think, Aya? Um. I mean, I had I touched upon this earlier. I think like the Google Translate and the mm. Internet has um, can do a pretty gruesome job at cheapening the oh, yeah. the poem. Yeah, um, I like I have to put my Google Translate filter on, like you know, trying to reverse engineer um the google translate Mm. but you know like he even with the google translate like it's a very masterful poem um and like amazing because like you say the google translate pops it like it pops those those, like bad translations you know (laughs) translations without any elegance yes Um, like that like elegance at all or in every way. Yes. Um, is... <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? Just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a fish. And um it, it, yes, I know. And even in between yeah. that, as you say, um in looking at he has such confidence in his in his writing mm-hmm. that he is able to equate it and it is the truth. It, it goes very deep, actually. It goes very mm-hmm. deep into the core of us as, as yeah. humanity and as, as we are, where we come from, our base, chakra base. Yeah, it's like a part of the... Especially the, the temple. There is a certain mm-hmm. temple that is, in, that is uh, you know, insinuated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, and to approach it with such humility and reverence. Um, yeah. This is so. This is so beautiful because it, it, it opens it into an area that, like, I have very few poets that I know of um, have gone to. They, they have gone there, but in 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 language that will take you five thousand years to try to figure out. And by then, more who cares? About, <laughs> you know? Then you you've, you've reached it eventually. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to call yeah. it porn poetry. It's definitely not porn poetry. But, no, um, but I would call it is I would call it most definitely for me 
Um, I found it to be very engaging, inviting. Mm. Hold on, Johnny, are you still? Are you there? I was saying it badly. It's it's engaging, (laughs) inviting, and it is completely seductive. Mm. Is the word I use. It's seductive to be seduced. If a book is not seducing you, it's the wrong book, really. Mm. If uh, a poem is not seducing you, well, then it's the wrong poem. It's inviting you, it's drawing you in, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it, it, it reminded me of the fact, it reminded me of it, that we are such sensorial beings. Mm-hmm. And we're not cold little fishes, you know? And and this this brings us right down to, and it's so wonderful in the, it's almost like the culture of Bolivia. Mm-hmm seem to run within the, the absolute, I would say, the truth of, of the way he placed it, you know, the way he delivered it, the way he, mm. you know, put mm. it on the table. Um, it's just like right there for you. Bolivian, the Bolivian men themselves hold great reverence, you know. That's true. And all of these things, that it, it seemed to me that it gave me this glimmer of this reverence that is there. Yeah, and and that mm-hmm. that to me that to me is oh please it's a world like that I like that you know I love my goddess and I love her to pieces and every part of her sometimes I feel I'm not worthy to touch her you know and it's just so wonderful oh Johnny can write a book about this he's <laughs> he's on a roll today. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, yeah. I feel that it's like a there's a different level of of um just of just of of respect or or honor in some ways that that a lot of people don't don't they're not able to express it in writing, and I think he did a good mm-hmm. job with that. Mm-hmm. For me, the... go ahead, Aya. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. Um. I was just going to say that for me, the second to last stanza, I think, is an encapsulation of what I was saying earlier that even mm. Google Translate couldn't like completely, <laughs> couldn't completely ruin it. Us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like the second to last stanza, this is what Google Translate gives, right? Parola, second whorl of the complete flowers, ember, burning charcoal, red due to total incandescence. Like that mm. still comes across yeah. through mm-hmm. like an auto translate tool and, and thank goodness it kind itself. of came through <laughs> yeah and it's so beautiful and you know just completely evocative and gives you such great imagery it's like it feels like concrete imagery but still hazy at the corners enough to let you draw your own mm-hmm. imagination mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, yeah. are you guys ready? What What do you prefer, bilingual or not bilingual poetry? We'll do bilingual. Uh, I like bilingual too. Okay, well, get ready because this is because this is actually like just kind of a little bit floating on a free verse, and we'll see how it goes. Oh, yay! Yay! Okay, uh, this one is just like on a theme because I was just like, okay, I'll go with. Uh, image of something that comes to mind and we'll see what you guys think. <laughs> All right. So here we go. 
Um, my love is like the ocean in sight of the shore. Ardor. Mirando la puesta del sol. Oyendo tu voz. Rocky beaches. The glance of your eyes. En toda hora. Quiero ver tu sonrisa. Un enamoramiento. In your heart. Enhorabuena. Remembering your hands on mine. So I will give you the real translate. Don't Google translate this, people. <laughs> no. I'll read it again for you because I read it terribly. So I'll read it one more time for you. You read it beautifully, actually. No, I, I didn't. That. I didn't took- pause on it, so I need to read it again because I was so changing something. It's so beautiful. I'll read it. I'll read it one more time for you with the actual tone. Please. <clears throat> and then it needs a title again because I haven't found one. So, my love is like the ocean, in sight of the shore, ardor, mirando la puesta del sol, oyendo tu voz, rocky beaches, the glance of your eyes. En toda hora, queriendo tu sonrisa, un enamoramiento. In your heart, enhorabuena, remembering your hands on mine. There we go, that's better. I said it. It's more the real tone that it's supposed to have. What a good tone. Yes. That's beautiful. Uh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And then there's like a there's like a response that I wrote also. Yeah. So I will read this Please. one, but it's not bilingual. So you you pick. Okay. This one says, "Sun shines under the waves, never alone, receiving your embrace in your heart. Sunrise endures. You are mine. Only undoing barriers closer towards the horizon." That's like a conversation. I I, I can see like the influence from Eduardo here, like the the really lovely um, imagery that you put in that ties in back to nature. I I adore that in poetry personally. I prefer to write in in uh, in the natural nature imagery when I'm writing for myself because. Being outside is where I feel excited, very like safe and peaceful. So I live for pastoral literature in all its forms. So this is like right up my alley. There's a reason why Anne of Green Gables is one of my favorite series. Did you hear like Schubert playing the background? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I will I will play for you guys the song that I that I was thinking about from Schubert. But anyway, I will translate the poem for you first. Yes, please. So, yeah, but so what are you thinking, Johnny? Before I before I spoil the poetry think, by translating it. Oh, since you're coming in, the, the strength for you you sit about right in the front, bam, right there in the most beautifully gentle, and I love the gentle. Mm-hmm. It's totally non-confrontational. It's gentle, safe. And, and and you express the fact that yes, I've been through rocks and rocky cliffs and la blah blah blah. 
you know, I'm not more coming in as a virgin. But, uh, you know, the beautiful size of the sea, this is what I love. That within the vulnerability of making ourselves open to love, I love us. You, as you say, very right, with your truth and an innocence, it's an innocence, it's a truth, it's a vulnerability. These are the only true strengths that exist in this stuff. But with that comes, as you say, an entire ocean. Mm-hmm. An entire ocean. <laughs> and that ocean can do so many things, but this ocean comes so calm and, mm. and with such delight and with sensorial beauty that it brings itself to the shore. And it walks there like rocky, like, you know, little pebbles on the shore, but it's an insecurity that happens and it's told of. And it is so beautiful that no bravado is thrown around. <laughs> yes. And to come to the place where you can see the clarity and you use the eyes as the clarity. But then from there, you bring in what I read, which, uh, maybe probably not me, that the love that you feel remains in your heart. In other words, mm-hmm. our love is not mine. I love you. That is my love. You don't love me. Not my problem. You don't love me. <laughs> I love you anyway, despite your problem. You, that's just the way it is. I mean, sorry for you. You know, you missed out. Sorry for you. Okay, next week, maybe, if I've got space. <laughs> if I have space in my heart, the tide's going down, kid. You got to get with it. I'm the one who's walking with that love in me and, <laughs> and feeling so beautifully like oh, the, the size of the universe. Mm. You know, just through that, by being vulnerable enough to take oneself to that place and to like give yourself in a sense. One never gives yourself like a fool. Mm. You give yourself complete yeah. innocence and vulnerability. So what is presented is you completely stripped. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There's a like there's an image for you. Yeah. So mm. so what did you think, Aya? What did you unpack from it? Then I'll read it to you and I'll explain what I was thinking for the for our um, lovely audience yes <laughs> um i just i enjoyed this conversation in general like the discussion that we've had and your lovely poem and you know just i feel like it calls back to a certain purity that we all have within mm-hmm. and yeah um but it, it goes back to the the pastoral imagery that you used. Um, I have to say that it, it it's putting me and prepping me in the mood for this wonderful Saturday where we're going hiking. Yay! Um, up in the- <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You go get them. Yeah, bro. you go, girl. Yeah, so you go get them. You roll them in, baby. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, I we've been going up hiking for the past couple of weeks, even though it's like 
in the middle of winter and you don't have that pretty foliage. But even despite all of that, there's a certain holiness to being one with nature. Mm. There's it just speaks to this utterly I'm trying to find the word. This complete this connection with your entire core. Yeah, exactly. It it really calls into that and affirms it. Exactly, like the the rocky beaches, everything like that. It, it, yeah, yeah. It it, it speaks to this like I don't want to say animalistic, but just this pure, um, unfettered part of our being. It calls to that, Um, and. the the conversation beforehand about Eduardo's poem, I feel like was a conduit to that. And it's mm. like reaching this pinnacle through your poem. And um, it's really tugging into like a visceral part of me on the inside, mm. which is like, it's so funny um, if you say it to a person who <laughs> isn't immersing themselves in this conversation, right? Like when you tell them, oh, you know, uh, nature and rocky beaches and guys rocky beaches are sensual guys <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like okay you know they they, uh-huh. uh, they probably won't get it but it, it's just a primal part of mm-hmm. of human beings i think mm-hmm. and yeah. i think once you get cut off from nature and from you know observing the quiet cycle of life happening around you um it deadens a part of you from the inside it doesn't permanently deaden it but until Mm. like you were talking about earlier about reading books that's how i feel too about nature Mm. um Mm -hmm. i think also that's why i at least for the for allison and me i don't know johnny if you're into tolkien but i think that's part of the reason why we're both drawn to tolkien because he is such a naturalist and such a he, he was really really obsessed with trees and nature and you know themes of um what industrialization has done to us yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree a hundred percent because every environment has a, a well everything is frequency and mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. environment uh, has the rhythm uh, where we are has the rhythm and we find that rhythm you know and sometimes the rhythm finds us before we find the rhythm and and sometimes mm-hmm. when I enter into place it's like a an office block right it's not my happy place office blocks no yeah <laughs> to deal with that I will walk in and stand in the foyer for a couple of seconds close my eyes close my ears I mean close my eyes close my mouth and listen and just start listening to what is the rhythm. Mm. I'm feeling the rhythm of this place. And it'll, mm-hmm. I'll find it. I mean, when I find it, it begins to pass through me and into me. And then within that, for some reason, by that rhythm coming into me and my frequency, my frequency adjusts within me. I get a, a sense of calm. Mm. I get a sense of belonging and calm, and it's all okay. And yeah. so I believe it is with all. 
because the, 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 the rhythms that you get when you're when you're hiking through rocks and things like that, those rocks are talking to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and, and and to acknowledge that, to acknowledge the amount, I mean, how many um animals, humans, you name it, over millions of years have passed these rocks regularly. To the yeah. that their actual imprint of the sounds that they made. The the, the 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 words that were said are in that rock because that's just the natural law of the way things work. Frequency is frequency. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's like all of that, and I believe that that has a very strong influence on us, uh, mm-hmm. whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. The yeah. I mean, there's no better remedy for a um, sore back than to find a nice straight pine tree in a forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stand there on yeah. and put your back up against that pine tree and lean right into it, right into mm-hmm. it, and start feeling that pine tree. Yeah, I sometimes say hello to the trees when I go by oh, them. Yeah. Feel it. And you put your put your like back in there and you actually start feeling the tree. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. I, you, I I I drop everything and I allow my senses. To, 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 to uh, you know, uh, have some kind of a it's in my imagination, it doesn't matter. But I start to feel the actual beauty and the strength and the straightness of that tree. That tree, and then the way it moves and the sound mm. that, that like a forest will make is the most soothing sound that is, because it seems to go in a revolve, you know? Mm. It's quiet, subtle revolt, nothing violence happening. And then against this tree, and, and, and you take that in and you speak to the tree. And you say, give me your strength. Give me. I need you like this. And that. it's almost like the tree's answer. And I've had moments where I know this sounds extremely like, you know, you are, but it isn't. No, because and trees talk. They talk. Out of there, I've walked. Out of there. Talking <laughs> trees. No, I'm serious. The biology says it. they communicate to each other. No, I... I, I and to I us. Homage. Mm-hmm. I really do. I pay homage to every part of us because I believe we are everything um, as we are a part of it. And yeah. um, being a part of it, we are like the sea. We can't be like, you know, one part of the sea that's not there, then it wouldn't be the sea. She's the sea. Um, yeah. and, and here we are, and here we are part of all just the, the acknowledging of it. To acknowledge, to be able to see it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Then, then, then there's the possibility that I have, you know, of, of, of being able to see the truth of this existence. Mm. See the truth of this existence because it is very easy to get caught up in the untruths of mm. existence. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it's where you're going, like, the hiking and things like that. Those, those are the places where the truth of existence comes to you and, and the mm-hmm. realization mm-hmm. of there's no separation and going, returning to what we see as a separate enclave of, like, you know, solid concrete and loud noises, people's jackhammers and like, you know, waka waka. Um, 
actually, in its essence, has a duty too. It has a rhythm, and it's just the rhythm, the frequency. Mm-hmm. Find the frequency, adjust to it, and, and I'm finding a lot more peaks amongst uh, you know loud noises, things like adjusting to the frequency. Uh, that's a bit off, but anyway, that's where. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you you got some of the main point. <laughs> So, I think uh, one thing that I'll say about this, I'll first read the translation to you because. So, if we say this all in English, it doesn't have the same vibe, but here we go. No. (laughs) We'll try. Let's see. Um, My love is like the ocean inside of the shore. Harder, it's the same. Looking out at the at the setting of the sun, listening to your voice, rocks and beaches, the glance of your eyes at, at all hours, desiring your smile, a falling in love in your heart at the, just the right time, remembering your hands on mine. <laughs> So in order when I can also be in order when I can also be like um at at, at just the right time when it was meant to be. No, mm-hmm. but I love it. I love every pop because there's no end to it, it's infinity. Mm-hmm. It goes on to infinity. Yeah. Don't, it, don't you don't you don't impart any kind of a linkage of story to anybody. It is simply I get in 100%, I can feel the depth of your emotion at this time. Yeah, I and for me, it was like this. The love has a tide, just like the, the ocean. The ocean every day has its own mood, its own feeling, mm. its own its own, its own, own thoughts. And when you're on the ocean, you're, you're always... Uh, you're always experiencing something different every day, even mm-hmm. just every time that you're on the sea. And yeah. and I also like feel very safe near the ocean. I feel very safe near the ocean. It's one of my safest places to actually yeah. be. Yeah. Um, and when I'm on the ocean, I feel very safe as well because you know, besides pirates or an act of God, you're pretty safe overall. So you're pretty much just putting yourself uh-huh. into the hand of divine providence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and it's very, like, I mean, some of our listeners will not even know what I'm talking about, but the idea is just that you 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 have to surrender when you're on the sea. You, you, need, to, you need to go with the sea and go against the sea. You need to, to, to know its modes, its moods, its emotions. You you're you're at the mercy of the sea, but if you are in the sea uh, and by near the shore, you know that you're near your destination, or you're experiencing it even, and you're 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 able to see the another side of the sea, which is the sea near the land, which is a very like a very refreshing side of the sea. So the deep sea. Is like um, I like this the sea near the land 
it's very nice to sail on usually. Sometimes it can be dangerous. But in this this picture, I'm picturing the the perfect time of the sunset when the sun the clouds are just yeah. right. It's not rainy, it's not snowing, it's not hailing. You're just experiencing the the, the fresh, beautiful time. Yeah, of magic hour. And the magic hour. Yes. And I so I was thinking exactly of the time of magic hour and imagining a, a ship, this I mean a sailboat coming into the towards the cove. Going coming towards a cove of land, so that was what my my thought process was, and I think the other part of it, which, which, which makes me just was where I was thinking about it, is because when you're when you love after you've loved for a while and you're coming into a, a deeper place of love, and it's not the same as when you are in this like first phase of like a infatuation and this and that, and you're like. And everything is like, yeah. As the first phase is like, woohoo, we're good. But then later you go through the power struggle or the or the process mm-hmm. of getting to get to know the pattern, the way, the the ebb and the flow of the, the relationship of love. And you have to continue yeah. to hold on to one another through these difficult phases of, mm-hmm. of love and relationship. And there's like the beautiful parts, but you know, just that moment where you, where you can just look at your love in the eyes. And when he looks back at me and I see that in his eyes, that it's safe, that he's feeling like just a peaceful calm. Like, you know, when you see like, uh, what is that in English? Uh, man, it's like, I don't know if this saying exists in English, but the man in your eyes, the 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 reflection of your eyes yeah the The person in your eyes yeah i don't know if that's a phrase in english the man in your eyes it is a phrase in english yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah so like i see the the root the core like or when you're so close to someone you see your reflection in their eyes yeah Mm -hmm. that's what that's what i mean and so like the you feel this like mm, you feel this like this intentional presence of the other but they don't even have to talk to you you just feel safe and it's like there's mm-hmm. in this case there's there's no need for progression there's no need for that but it can come it's like just the the poem is meant to invite them to say okay this is we're in a we're in a calm we're in a calm steady state but the invitation is there to go deeper if you want and that's what I was feeling when I was writing. And then the response of this is this, like, also response of calm, of, of like, um, say, yeah, yeah, we've been through this together. We are, we're in this together. We're in this reflection, this, this time. It's like a beautiful reflection of, uh, just feels like the, it's hard to explain it in the words because, of course, oh, it's a poem, so but it's like this, it's like this, um, this real like recognition, like the response is like a recognition saying, yes, we are yes, here in this place. And it's like uh, just the response of the other heart to the first one. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a like a like just a response. And it's not necessarily with words, it's maybe even just the, the gaze of the eyes and your eyes know and your heart knows the other heart. So that's kind of what I was getting at. And it's like it's not. Um, very I've got to tell you very beautifully. Yeah. This yes. is like concise, so concise. 
so beautiful, so non-presumptive, so non-like kind of, uh, you know, my old, oh, my broken little heart. Nothing like that. <laughs> no, because... Serious, you know? The moment these things come about, then one always waits for it, you know. And you gave the most beautiful, expansive, unending, expansive, and, and, and so beautifully, brilliantly clean and, and also nice, you know, that the smell of the sea, I had it. I tasted you smelled it? Yeah. I felt, yeah. It. I felt the sea, that it is us. That's, that's what we are. And then mm. to stand there and, 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 and look and recognize that I am not a singular. It is not singular at all, you know. To, to actually have the courage, which is ridiculous, to, to yeah. look into the other's eyes, and that's the recognition. Mm. Recognition is I am you and you are me. Mm. You know, as fallible I am, as fallible as you are, we are fallible. That is what makes us so beautiful. Yeah, and some yeah. people will say that looking at the other's eyes is a challenge only. And I think no, if you if you oh. it, it's also safety if you feel very comfortable yeah. to look at someone directly in their mm. eyes and hold their eyes because you love them mm. is a safe place too. So that's something I was yeah, thinking I'm about. You know, no, no, I'm going to that piece of loving, fighting. You know. Oh, definitely, you're definitely not going there to fight. Someone comes and looks at me with <laughs> eyes of challenge. I just look at them with eyes of challenge and always just say, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Have a nice Bye. life. <laughs> yeah. you know, but but this, I, is, this is what the world needs now is love, sweet love. You know that? Sing it, dude. Sing it's like, it. It's just, it's literally as beautiful as that mm, that's good yeah well thank you for both for sharing your thoughts yeah. and uh, for indulging this poetic escapade oh, I love it. of yes. course the, when we do poetry i always like to write for you guys because i think that's bringing the the world of like poetry to life because i didn't see this is literally written today you can see my notes yeah. today i just no, wrote it today done. the ink is fresh people the ink is fresh no. <laughs> it's not free thought. <laughs> yes. And I didn't write it with ChatGPT, kids. I wrote it with my brain. So there's there's <laughs> that. I am an analog poetry person. So anyway, yes. so basically we can go to the next. I am definitely saying this. I'm an analog poetry person. I will so trademark I this. This an artist to the extremes. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't feel the same when you type it out. I'm sorry. It's like you can anarchic. type out short anarchic. stories. I'm telling you now. Yeah. Punk has really Yeah, well, dead. we're doing it, so I'm gonna keep writing analog poetry, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because I enjoy it. Pretty soon it will be punk poetry. <laughs> you know. I'll be the punk, I'll be the punk poet. Yeah, the punk poet. <laughs> like, Man, will you just come to our university yeah, because you're the one that writes the analog poetry? Poet. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you're going to tear our emotions apart today, Yali. Uh, I'll be like, come to my university. You're one of the few people that's writing the punk poetry. Come talk to us. 
Well, we're gonna have a nice little poetry time. It's, it's like an entire armory. It just blows up. <laughs> Whatever. Mom and Dad don't understand me. This has been a production of Baker Street Media and Alma Pictures. Join us next week for more of our journey through the world of culture and art. Thanks for joining us.